Welcome to Her Sacred Sexuality Podcast, the show that celebrates our God-given sexuality for women who want to unlock their feminine power. We're your hosts, Karen Welton and Bethany Phillips, two friends passionate about liberating women from the shackles of shame and condemnation to uplevel every area of our lives through pleasure and play. Join us in our slumber party style conversations as we discuss taboo topics such as sex, kink, and relationships for women of faith who desire more. Discover how good sex can be and the limitless possibilities when we embrace our sacred sexuality. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back. Today we are talking all about masturbation. This is going to be such a juicy episode. Mm -hmm. If you did not listen to the episode from last week where we kicked off the conversation on masturbation, make sure you go back and listen to that because that kind of set the foundation and opened up the door and kind of laid some groundwork for what we're talking about. And in this episode, we are just getting into all the fun, pleasure, play stuff. So this is your girlfriends, your big sisters. We're talking about sex and masturbation and toys and pleasure and all the fun things that you might whisper about with your girlfriends in a slumber party without letting other people hear you. And I'm going to let Bethany tee this off because she has way more experience in this topic than me. I'm a little insecure. I'm just going to like straight up be honest and put that on the table because this is not a conversation that I grew up having. So I didn't have those girlfriends growing up. And Bethany has been such a blessing for me because she is that girlfriend. She is the one who's going to like talk all things sex and like taboo topics. And I absolutely love her for that. And so she has stretched me and I'm having this conversation for the first time in, and inviting all of you to join us in this giant bed that we're in having a slumber party. So grab yes. your pillows, grab your sex toys. We are going to have a blast. <laughs> it's going to be so good. I know it sometimes is hard to even even listen to it. I mean, even for those listeners who are coming, sitting down, being curious, asking themselves the questions as well as, you know, just asking the questions in general about self-pleasure and self-play and masturbation. There is so much goodness to come in this conversation. And I'm so excited because we're going to talk about the fun stuff. I mean, that is truly pleasure. It is pleasure. And it's something to be enjoyed. It's something to find fulfillment in. And I'm going to introduce toys to you. We're going to talk about the different ways that you can experience an orgasm. You don't have to go from zero to a hundred. You can kind of start, you know, working your way up. I think I'd really love to start out the conversation from like square one, your body, appreciating the body that God gave you, recognizing the different points of your body. Just, I would even encourage you in this moment, if you just want to start like stroking your arms, like just feeling, having self touch appreciation, nothing mm. sexual, but just actually like grazing your arms and feeling that sensation of, you know, maybe it, maybe it feels a little tickly or whatever. And just recognizing the simple pleasures of soft touches of long, lengthy stretches of just touching yourself. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there's 
so much, so many nerve endings, so many areas of our bodies that are just craving touch. Even your scalp. Like, do you, you guys know the feeling that when oh, you go best get, feeling in the world. You know exactly what I'm about oh, to I say. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> when you go and get your hair done and mm-hmm. you put your head back in that shampoo bowl and they just stick their hands yes. in your hair and I'm just like, start giving just keep going just keep going i'll pay you to keep doing that (laughs) yes it's the best feeling ever it's like we can actually stimulate that for ourselves and it's self-pleasure goes way beyond having an orgasm coming beyond sex you know so i want to honor that part of it too and then we can go beyond it so i just wanted to state that from the beginning that if you are uncomfortable with touching yourself in a non-sexual way actually having intentional time with self-touch that might be a good place to begin but we're gonna go beyond that (laughs) it's so important what you're saying though like i don't want to just breeze past that because it's important for self-pleasure and it's important for foreplay yeah and i think so often we want to rush past that yeah and like that's the probably the number one mistake i made when i was learning to Mm self-pleasure and didn't know what i was doing i just started like stimulating my clitoris Mm. and like going at it and it's not like a dial that you crank right it's not just something that you try to like stimulate (laughs) and rub enough and then you have this massive orgasm women don't work that way we are like supple soft energetic emotional beings and we have to like feel into it first yeah getting in the mood like take a deep breath right now if you're coming into this conversation and you're a little nervous you're just like okay maybe i've never had this conversation with all these women at the same time before It's okay, honey. Take that deep breath and just sink in and sink into your own body and feel your own body. And there may be some of you that are numb in your vagina and you may have experienced sexual trauma or you may just feel insecure or protective of yourself. Mm. And so there's lots of things that can cause like vaginal numbness even. And there's even practices you can do with pleasure wands and different sex toys to de-armor that area if it's tense or tight or numb. And that's Mm. something that I just want to let you know, like if you feel like you're coming from this faraway place and you're like, oh my gosh, this seems so far away. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. It's okay, sister, Mm -hmm. wherever you're at right now, there are soft, gentle, pleasurable ways to gently open yourself up. And so much of feminine energy is openness. And as a childbirth educator, I teach women how to open in labor, how Mm. to energetically and spiritually open and how to physically open their sphincters, their vagina, their cervix, because that's the whole goal of labor Mm. is to open right to open so that a baby can pass through and it's not just a mechanical thing and if you think about it birth is the culmination of a sexual act Mm. and sex like birth is a spiritual act it is a emotional act and your body doesn't just open or orgasm just because you press a button or turn a dial it opens because you are energetically feeling safe yeah. and open and pleasured and desire. And so I want to give you permission to feel all of those feelings and all of those sensations. If you're feeling nervous, if you're feeling shut down and maybe you are like ready to go, tell me the dirty <laughs> stuff, Karen and Bethany, come on, give us a 
it's good we to love you too. You're welcome here. <laughs> but for those of you who are feeling a little protected, a little armored, I just want you to know you can ease into this and it doesn't have to be like a crank up the dial to a hundred kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. My husband said something today that I really liked. He said that men orgasm to release and women orgasm to complete. And I loved, well, yeah. I loved that because it's like for us. Well, even physically, that's what's happening. The yes. men are releasing and we are receiving. We yes. are filling up. Yeah, yeah. And that it's like it is a cycle for us, just like, mm-hmm. you know, our own site our own menstrual cycle things like that like we we are constantly going in this circle and like following ourselves through this journey it really is about the journey for the woman and I think we can really honor that in this conversation that this might look like a journey as a whole and it might start everyone's going to start at a different point, you know? So to actually be able to honor that from all of the perspectives of our listeners, I think is really beautiful. Okay. So let's talk about the different orgasms that we can have. Now, there are a lot, there's lots of information out there. There's orgasms that we've never even heard of. We were like listing them off. Like, what is that? Like, I've never heard of that, but I think we can talk about at least maybe the first, at least the ones that we know of that we've actually experienced or even know of other people that have experienced. So I I think we should probably talk about the top four, maybe five. Um, but the first I would say is clitoral. I think that's the most popular and most well-known among women because actually there is a statistic that says like 73 or something like that. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, so it's a high number. It's a really high number of women. Who, uh, so 73%, let's just say, of women can only have an orgasm through clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. That is very high. Yes. <laughs> so that, that means that these women are not orgasming from penetration and sex alone. Correct. That you, they, they have to stimulate the clitoris at the same time, which I would probably fall in that category for, I would mm-hmm. say for the majority, you know, of the time that I, I need clitoral stimulation in order to orgasm, even while we're having sex. So there's both things going on. Yeah. Is that true for you too? I would say it was until I, I knew more until I started to discover more. It's a totally different feeling than like a vaginal or a G-spot orgasm. Those are like Mm. the same thing. Um, Because that, that orgasm feels more like you have a really at least for me, a really intense desire to pee. But oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so doesn't it, happen for me. It doesn't? No. Wow. I, I don't feel like I have to pee. That would that would turn me off, I feel like. I feel like, wait, oh, what's going I gotta pee. Hold on. <laughs> it feels yeah, I guess it's like a different release. Like pressure. Yeah. It's like that mm-hmm. it's kind of like where that pressure would be to feel like you have to be, I guess. But also this is the beautiful thing about this conversation is that we have all have different experiences. So it's like my experience versus Karen's versus yours. Don't feel like you have to compare 
but you can take this in and kind of see where it fits into your world and into how you experience pleasure. So especially when we're talking about masturbation, I think clitoral tends to be the Mm go-to. Yeah, it's certainly like the most sensitive area. And if you Mm -hmm. think about like the female anatomy, you've got the clitoris and then the labia are kind of like over it. And so when you're stimulating the clitoris, you're you're not actually rubbing the, it's like a little pea-sized ball and you can feel that like under the hood, so to speak. And you're not actually like rubbing the ball. You're actually in a circular motion, like rubbing around the clitoris. Mm -hmm. And you want to definitely use like lube if you're just maybe doing it for the first time where you're not already wet. You want to like not have a ton of friction, but you're just going to gently like rub in a circle around it. And something I learned that I think is really cool is actually that there's like a sensitive spot. If you look at like the clitoris, like a clock or dial that at like the one o'clock spot is the most sensitive so yeah isn't that fun so like what i'll do is i'll just like put a little bit more pressure on the one o'clock spot as i'm going around and that's that builds the intensity or even if you like press down on it for just a moment it really like cranks up the intensity i had no idea about this it's fun huh right that's so cool (laughs) i didn't even know like i wonder why that is is there just like more nerve endings there yeah I, i guess i don't know but wow, I read that so once cool. and I was, and then like ever since I'm like, it's so true. So every time wow, I'm, like, yep. I'm going to have to try it out. Oh yeah. Or like if your partner's going down on you, they can use their tongue and press on <gasps> that spot. That's even like, that's like fireworks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. That is so cool. Okay. Yeah. Definitely going to try that. Definitely's like, time. all right, we're going to try that later. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> I told you we got goodies for you today. Yes. <laughs> Tips and tricks, baby. <laughs> yep. So let's talk about the difference between like a G spot orgasm and a clitoral orgasm. Yeah. And some some would say there's no difference because it's just different part of the clitoris. It's like the underside of the clitoris is where the G spot is. Right. But it does feel different, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. And it uh, it could only be accessed from the inside of the vagina. So it's not something that can be stimulated from the outside. You have to either use fingers, a dildo, or a penis. Those are the ways to hit that. And it's within two to three inches of entering your vagina. And you can actually feel it. It'll feel kind of like pillowy, I think is a good way to explain it. Like pillowy. There's a little bit of a texture to it. It's Um, almost like wrinkly, like when you've been in the pool too long and your hands get kind of raisiny. It has like that kind of feeling a little bit. Yeah. And like like it's really soft and you can kind of scoop your fingers up and and do the come here sign with your fingers Mm -hmm. and that really is what creates stimulation for it so a lot of the times when we have sex and you're feeling like maybe an intense moment like from the pulsating of the penis or a toy or whatever that's really what is usually being hit over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now listen, yeah. I only know one person that can get off solely by a G-spot slash vaginal stimulation. One. One woman in my and entire world. And it's not world. you? And it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm is shocked. not me. <laughs> Now, with that being said, that does not mean I can I can have multiple orgasms. I can have like or blended orgasms, whatever they call it, like where mm-hmm. if my cl- clit is being stimulated and my G spot, like we're having sex at the same time, I can have a multiple orgasm moment. But outside of that, if it's just 
penetration, it doesn't really really mm-hmm. do anything. Right. I would say that's true for me like 95% of the time as well. Um, but I have had some really amazing orgasms that were G-spot orgasms. Really? And they are they are fun. I, I think some of them were both. It was like the G-spot and the clitoris. But when the G-spot orgasm sends you over the edge, I feel like it's such like a full body experience and it's so much more like it feels more pleasurable to me whereas like the clitoral orgasm is more concentrated yeah and you get like waves of pleasure mm. and it kind of just like reverberates but it's a lot very concentrated to that area whereas the g-spot it's almost like your whole sacral area is just like reverberating at this different frequency it just feels like a deeper more like intense sensation yeah yeah i agree i definitely agree with that there's like a uh, pressure is involved like yes so like a, a good way you tell me i bet you have some tricks i'm really i'm really excited to hear all of bethany's tricks you guys but i'll give you like one of the tricks that we learned was like it's like this up and over motion if you're having sex or using a wand or a dildo that because it's not like the g-spots at the end of your vagina like near your cervix it's like halfway up on but it's kind of under your cervix you have to think of it like a curve like going over a hill almost Mm. so if you get the angle right with whatever you know you're being penetrated with you want to hit like hit straight up and hit that g-spot because it's on the the upper side you hit it and you go like up and over a hill and that's gonna like if you're kind of angling it up you're gonna hit that g-spot a little bit more directly it's gonna create a more stronger sensation and like more directly uh stimulate the g-spot Mm. So if if they were using like, let's say a dildo or a wand or something like that, what position would a woman be in to be able to get that? I mean, I think you could do it missionary or doggy style. I think sometimes actually doggy style is more directly like able to hit that G spot because you're coming in kind of from behind and going straight into it. But mm-hmm. if you're like on your back, on, in missionary style, then if you're using like a wand, you kind of have to like angle it up. Or if it's your partner, you would want them to kind of be standing and thrusting up, up mm. and then over. It's like an up and over. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I think you're I'm teaching first... me more at this point than I am. <laughs> Karen, too, Bethany. <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> if you want to learn where this is kind of embarrassing where I got it from, but I think John Mayer like is the one that sort of is known for this technique. So no, you stop. Are him. you serious? I'm not even kidding. He's like, well, he's like, you know, like kind of the Hollywood whore. I don't know. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm pretty sure it's him. If I'm wrong, I'm going to have to correct myself for the next episode. And that's going to be so embarrassing, oh. but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's John Mayer. <laughs> it's I'm like not John like- Travolta. <laughs> that's who it is but no he has this technique and that's why all the hollywood celebrities all these hot women want to sleep with him because apparently he's really good in bed and this is like the oh. technique he uses so we've been practicing and let me tell you it works okay well <laughs> it's on go the list now <laughs> second thing on the list <laughs> i love it it's so good oh my gosh Okay, so going back to what we were talking about, it, the difference between clitoral and G-spot stimulation, they are very different. They can be 
use together, which can be really pleasurable. And I will show you guys toys that you can actually use together or individually to come with one or both of those. Um, and then the third way to orgasm is cervical, which both me and Karen can attest to this because we both got curved gemstone wands, pleasure wands at the same time. And I think we used it like a day or two apart from each other. And yeah, I used it first and then yes. I told you about it and you were like, all right, I got to try this. Yep. Karen <laughs> texted me and was like, Holy shit, this thing is incredible. I have never felt this before. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm going to just fully send it. And then I did it and I was like, oh my God, this is unreal. What the heck? I had this feeling like in my body. I was like, this is going to be different than any other dildo I've tried. So I had a feeling in my body that this would feel different and the way that it was talked about i was like okay i i need to try this like th- it was like this edge for me that i'm like i need to up level my game mm-hmm. here because i had only used like basic vibrators like the rubber plastic whatever like mm-hmm. you turn them on and they vibrate basic you know basic stuff here mm-hmm. and this though was like you pick it up and it's heavy because mm-hmm. it's made out of solid gemstone. It's not like a large, particularly massive size. Yeah. It's really the weight and the texture of it is and so unique. Yeah. And it's curved and there's like a, a little bit of a ball at one end and the ball is the part that you insert. And because it's curved, it is amazing at hitting that G spot. Mm-hmm. But when I picked it up, and used it and I ran it under hot water because it's a true gemstone and it's cold. Um, and so I ran it under hot water to warm it up. Bethany likes using it cold. I just found out mm-hmm. so she can share about that. But let me tell you, like when I put it in, it was like, there was this power and energy that I felt like I was like penetrating my body with. It was like stimulated everything in me mm-hmm. and it just felt like instant power and wow. This mm-hmm. is different. This is like stimulating something deeper. Yeah. And and I, I didn't hit the G spot with it. I didn't necessarily just stimulate the clitoris. But as I, you know, using it, it was like the, the clit, I felt a truly different kind of orgasm. I think for the first time, probably yeah. using that wand because it hit the clitoris like deep inside. And it was like this full body, like depth and like pressure and sensation and the orgasm was like 10 times as intense Mm -hmm. as a clitoral orgasm oh my god is that how you would describe it yes it was like first of all i i think up until that point i hadn't really ever masturbated without some sort of clitoral stimulation and i was able to fully orgasm with just the wand and that in itself completely surprised me but i think the thing that really like turns me on to it is the weight of it like the weight of it i feel is actually something that opened up my body in a way that i wasn't expecting i actually thought i was going to be really turned off by the weight but the weight actually there was some sort I, i think the best way to describe it is like it was grounding it like yeah. grounded me into my body and let me 
really feel it like go in and like you knew exactly where it was because of the weight that it held so it was like this very unique orgasm which I truly believe was a cervical orgasm because that that orgasm what I can get with that versus even normal penetration with my husband or you know clitoral or g-spot it's completely unique to itself like you either have to have a very special dick or (laughs) or this wand to get that kind of an orgasm there's so much i could say right now but i'm restraining myself Oh, I, oh. I mean, like, if you get the angles right, they're, they usually have a curve in them somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, true. <laughs> maybe, maybe my man's penis just is like straight as, as a arrow. <laughs> he don't got any curves. <laughs> oh my God. I'm dying. <laughs> This is definitely TMI right now. I love it. <laughs> this is this 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 is the level of sacred slumber party that this we're trying it, to hit girls. every time. This is it. No, oh, so, I was gonna say I don't know. Like mine's, is, you know, I know the curved and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the other thing with these um, gemstone wands is that they're really good for the de-armoring that I talked about. Mm-hmm. If they're numbness or like tension or even like vaginismus i think is what it's called if that's an issue or you have or you just take a long time to warm up Mm -hmm. it's a great way to self-pleasure or even get yourself in the mood for having sex to be able to de-armor and like bring sensation to that area and the weight and the substance of the the crystal it makes it so much more i think it makes it come alive more and it create such more, so much more of a depth because it feels like there's something of substance yeah that, that's in you not just like a cheap plastic toy mm-hmm. i don't know i just it feels so much more alive it yeah. actually I, I really believe like the energy of the stone plays mm. a big role in mm. it because everything on this earth has energy and mm-hmm. when you have something that's natural like that that has a frequency to it i really felt like the energy of the stone was like stimulating too yeah yeah that's so good but yeah so we talked about clitoral g-spot cervical there's also nipple orgasms if you can get off just by nipple play some people hate their nipples being touched some people love it you can stimulate with vibration with lotion with fingers and pinching and caressing there's so many ways to enjoy that listen there's a triple threat in there if you do clitoral nipple g-spot or cervical oh my god girl you could have the (laughs) world at your fingertips i mean that that's hard to do alone if you are able to more power to you i can't do that by myself but well, you need is, like a third arm, I think. You really do. You need like a third arm. <laughs> or, or partner. <laughs> partner, yeah. And then also there's anal. I mean, I don't want to listen. Somebody put anal in the corner and said, uh-uh, that's dirty, <laughs> that's nasty. You can't look at her. She she foul, like put her to bed. <laughs> 
And I don't want to do that. Listen, I'm going to be fully honest with you guys. I She's coming out. She's coming out right now. <laughs> I, do, I do not care for anal personally. I have tried it. It it just doesn't work for my body. But I know people who love it, who love, 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 love it. And I want to honor you. I want to cherish you if you love it. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I don't I don't have a whole lot of information for you, but I know there are anal beads. I know there's things that can help you. So God bless you on your journey. Okay. So like I said, I want to just retouch on the pleasure wand, the gemstone. It's beautiful. It's weighted. It's got this ball. It's incredible. This is really easy for personal pleasure and play. Um, you can also like use this on, on your clit too because mm. of that weightiness. Like if you just like that pressure, you can just like put a little lube if you want and just like rub it on the clit. Feels so good and so like I said, grounding. There's like pressure and weight to it, so it feels really comforting it feels like a vet vagina hug i think that's the best or way massage. to describe it yeah like <laughs> a good massage okay then oh it's already going off this guy's got a sensitive little trigger to it so this is your just your average little bullet that you can get literally from any sex toy shop for probably is that what it's for those that can't see is that what it's called the bullet yeah it's like i think that's like the kind of overall it's a vibrating bullet and so it's not very big. It looks like a like a skinny egg with yeah. like a wire on it. Yep. And, and there's a little handle and it I'm sure you can hear that. Oh. It vibrates and it has like a like a wheel that goes up and down to so you can play with the pressure of it or the intensity yep. of the vibration. And this is really great just for clitoral stimulation. Sometimes I'll like put it inside and allow it to kind of cause that's essentially like two inches so if i stick it in just a little bit farther i can usually get it to touch my g-spot if i just want to like just get relaxed it really helps with that this i use a lot during sex just because it's tiny it's not in the way she's always my backup like if my other vibrator dies so she's a tried and true i have i've had her for like almost 10 years um <laughs> And she's glow in the dark too. And then my favorite, <laughs> one of my, actually my top favorite probably for clitoral stimulation. I've had a lot of vibrators and this one is hands down my favorite. It's like this little suction cup. There's like this little round hole. I know some of you are not going to be able to see this and that's totally okay. Um, but I, I could probably link it in the description. What's it called so they can Google it? That's a great question, Karen. I have no fucking clue. Um, <laughs> this is by the the brand Plus One, and I like I said, I will link it like in the description. So if you're interested, you can check it out. But um, essentially, what this you, will be Bethany's favorite vibrator. Yes, you can um, <laughs> stick your clit like right in this little hole, and it's got like a little hole, like the perfect size for a clit. Yep. And then basically, like Karen was saying, how like you get stimulated all around the clit, like that's basically what it does. So it just puts your clit in a little pocket, in a little cave, and then it just—it's <laughs> a vibrator. Are you, you going to play? Are you going to play it for them? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. Oh 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 oh! Oh, oh, oh it pulses. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one too. 
<laughs> oh man. So, She's busting out all the toys. I know. So these are like my top three most used toys. I've gone through so many vibrators because I think the majority of them are trash, but you can get them all over the place. A lot of them will do discreet mailing so people don't know what you're buying. I've never honestly really used like a proper dildo. So I don't know if you can speak on that, Karen, but for me, I was never attracted to them. So... Oh, that's funny. Like, so I've never used the clitoral ones. I've only used dildos. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. Ironic. I think the, for sure, the, the gemstone curved one kind of blew everything else out of the water for me. I've just used like yeah. the ones that, like I said, were like dildo and, and vibrated. And then I would like use my finger on my mm. clit usually or the dildo itself. So yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. I don't have like a favorite, like I haven't gone through as many as Beth has gone through. <laughs> I kind of threw the other ones out once I got the gemstone one, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty. I will say, like, the the gemstone one is a bit on the pricier side, so expect kind of a higher-end toy. It's around, yeah. yeah, it's like a little, like, $100. It's around $100. Yeah, so I would just say it's a higher price point, but it's also a higher payoff. Like, you get a very unique and treasured kind of orgasm that you will never forget so (laughs) it's highly recommended if you do choose to go in that direction like we were saying in the podcast before porn does not have to be a part of this time like you don't have to go to those places to be like just so easily stimulated you can actually have a really intimate connection with yourself and start to discover like parts of your body that feels really good and sexually pleasurable to be touched. Yeah, I think so. Because I would also challenge you in your sexual journeys to give yourself enough time and grace to actually get wet and turned on. Mm. Um, because like women are born with or create like created our body produces its own lube. It produces vaginal yeah. fluid when we are aroused. And you'll know, like, if you're going too fast and you're rushing through it, you're going to need more lube if you're not really connected to your body. But if you're really allowing yourself to just, like, savor the sensations and savor, you know, the different touches and the Mm. caresses and, you know, whatever gives you pleasure and really experience it and be present with it, you're going to be more likely to create your own lube, your own vaginal fluid. And Mm. some women will even squirt when they're aroused or when they're orgasming. That's actually like possible for women to, they call it like, I think female um, Female ejaculation. ejaculation. Yeah. Or squirting. So um, that's really God's design for female pleasure is like we have our own lubricant and Mm -hmm. when you're stimulated enough and you go slow enough and you really take the time to like develop that self-pleasure you may not need the lube and in fact I think it's actually more erotic when you have your own because you know you're really turned on then you know like this is like yeah let's let's go like I'm you're gonna your orgasm is probably gonna be a lot better yeah you know everything just flows better it's like it's the natural way so but I am definitely like an advocate of lube for sure because not you we don't always have the time to take to turn ourselves on in that way but I would say I'd challenge you if you haven't or you just rely on 
on certain things, certain toys or certain, or like lube, do it a different way and allow yourself to really build and build that sensation in your body and really mm-hmm. discover what turns you on and what you like and what turns you off before just jumping to the lube or the toy or the quick fix. Like even mm-hmm. use your fingers, you know, mm-hmm. like find different things that you haven't tried before and see what kind of effect it has on your body. I actually love that you're saying this because I think, first of all, for the listeners that have never touched themselves or have barely like scratched the surface of this, I think if you can create a space for yourself that is extremely intimate, you're alone, you're in your room, you're, you know, really being intentional about masturbating. I think if you can go in with no toys, with just your fingers and your hands, no lube and really know what self-pleasure, like that is like the core of self-pleasure and Mm -hmm. just be intimate with you. And then I would also challenge the woman who goes straight for the toy and the lube right away and you've been doing this for a while to maybe flip the script and do it that way and see how different it is. See the actual time your mind, body, and emotions even need to really get into a space of being able to receive self-pleasure because it can be really easy to just, you know, go for the one and done and get off really quickly. Like sometimes we just need that. We just need that release because the benefits of an orgasm, like biologically, physiologically are beautiful. You get better sleep. You um, have, you have more energy. There's, there's so much goodness within just the orgasm portion but i think the longer journey there can actually be more beautiful in the long run and i just want to speak to that too like i think there is something that women there is like a pent-up tension and stress that happens when you don't go off Mm -hmm. for you know several days or an extended period of time and i don't know about you but for me like i'll get more in my head i'll get more like anxious i'll have more tension i'll I'll feel like all of more, just more anxiety and I'll just know like, okay, I need to go off. Like, and Mm -hmm. and once I do, it's like, oh, that's what I needed. Like now I can relax. Now I can take a deep breath. And I think we're, we're created that way. Like we're not meant to just like hold out and hold all this tension in our bodies endlessly. Like both men and women need to release and men need to release more frequently. Yeah. Probably like daily for women. It's not quite as frequent, like maybe a few times a week, but if it's been a long time, it's, it actually releases endorphins. It releases Mm -hmm. stress. It, it, it actually resets the body. I feel like it's like a spiritual reset for women. Mm. And when there are things that feel overwhelming or stressful, it is like the perfect pressure release valve for to sure. orgasm and take the time for yourself to do that. So it definitely has biological and physiological benefits yeah. that we can't ignore. And I think that's a beautiful part of it that God created us as sexual and sensual beings. Yeah. And there's no shame in talking about our bodies, the way that they're created. And that there is a blessing in that, like that we 
have this at our fingertips. No right. pun intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I do want to speak to, because I, I, this just like came to me, the urgency for somebody to hear this is that if you are a married woman and you've been told that sex is only meant for you and your husband, you know, and that rhetoric has kept playing and you don't self-pleasure and you don't have a libido or you are not interested in having sex, self-pleasure and masturbation can actually raise your libido and help your sex life in your marriage. Because by you doing it on a regular basis, I'm not talking about like every single day or whatever, but even like Karen said, a couple of times a week where you're just practicing self-love, self-pleasure, orgasming, knowing what that feels like, that will actually start that kind of cycle again because we all get in ruts with our spouses and I think it's really important to be able to if we are in that position we might need to kind of start the engine ourselves again you know Mm because it can be challenging to just go from zero to full-blown penetration with our husband when there hasn't been that connection sometimes we need to connect with ourselves before we connect with them and that's not I'm not using that as an excuse to say masturbate more than you have sex that's not what I'm saying or like replace your sex life with your husband for masturbation you need to honor that relationship and that marital covenant and that sex life as well as your own but it can also be something really helpful for you in moving forward with your sex life I just feel like somebody needs to hear it that's That's it Yep. Get the, get the juices flowing. We know this isn't like the longest episode you'll ever hear, but we just wanted to give some of our tips, our tricks, the things that we like, the things that we care about within the self-pleasure masturbation mm-hmm. umbrella. There'll be so many more fun things we talk about, but we just, we, yeah, we just felt like let's bust the door open with, with masturbation. Let's just go for it. And people are going to know right away if this is a show that they like or not, because yeah. there's a lot more fun and juicy stuff we want to get into and we'll explore all of those topics. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So we're so excited you guys joined us in this conversation on this podcast. We hope you start to just self-exploring and have fun with it to give yourself grace and remove any shame that the enemy wants to just put into your thoughts or your mind. So we welcome you to explore and have fun and we will see you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Her Sacred Sexuality Podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts and takeaways. Connect with us on Instagram at Her Sacred Sexuality. Take 60 seconds to share this episode with your besties and leave us a five-star review. That's the best compliment you could give us.